I hope that they just sort of put everything in there and said, if we get sued, we get sued. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're in trouble now. Why? 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 Welcome to IMDb is Obsessed, the podcast where we talk about the one movie or show we are absolutely obsessed with each week. <clears throat> yeah, I can see why they dropped the squeaky voice. As you guessed from the description, today we're discussing Ch-Ch-Ch-Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. And we're once again joined by TV writer and IMDb contributor, Gina Ippolito. Hey, Gina. Hey, if you chipmunk my voice, I am out of here. And if you also don't want us to chipmunk Gina's voice, please remember to rate and review the podcast. I'm warning you. Okay. Before we dive into Chip and Dale, let's talk about a few other great shows and movies we're checking out this week. First one up is Men from director Alex Garland. Uh, You might remember his name from Ex Machina or Annihilation to terrifying, creepy movies. This is another A24 horror, uh, that kind of elevated art house horror, starring Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear as a bunch of different creepy men uh, who are all different versions of terrifying. I They are keeping this one tightly under wraps. I still don't entirely know what this movie is about, but the trailer has me intrigued. Yeah, it seems like it's right up my alley. Those are, those are you just described the log line to my dating life, a bunch of uh, creepy men. So yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, hopefully it won't be entirely about that. And another in the horror category, Hatching, which just released on VOD this week. It's from director Hannah Bergholm, who I recently got to moderate a Q&A with at the Alamo Draft House here in, in LA. I think she's a, a horror director to watch. I loved this movie. It's about a young girl coming of age who finds an egg that turns into a giant bird monster doppelganger of herself. Uh, it is a coming of age story. It is a body horror movie like David Cronenberg, but it also is just really disturbing and scary and fun as well. And uh, yeah, worth checking out. It's- Sounds adorable. Oh, yeah, it is. The The bird monster is very cute. <laughs> I, I, I think Allie will be one that we'll all welcome into our homes as soon as we see her for the first time, <laughs> covered in viscera and egg parts. <laughs> yeah. This third one is Conversations with Friends. It's a new Hulu series. If you like normal people, it's based on a book by the same writer, uh, and it stars Taylor Swift's current beau, you might recognize, Joe Alwyn, and Allison Oliver. Um, and if you like them, there's also an Ask Each Other Anything that we did with the two of them. Uh, We'll put the link in the description. It'll also be on the page for Conversations with Friends on IMDb. Um, The author is Sally Rooney, if you recognize the book Normal People or Conversations with Friends. And it also stars Sasha Lane and Jemima Kirk in two of the roles. This is one that I'm Looking forward to. Yeah, I, I will check this one out. Yeah. And the last of our honorable mentions is Downton Abbey, A New Era. It premieres today. It's a follow-up to the 2019 film and the long-running series that, Gina, you're currently binging. Yeah, I've I've binge-watched five seasons in, in short order, uh, enjoying it a lot. Uh, and I was, I was recently going to be doing a press junket for the movie, but I got struck down with COVID. 
Ooh. So it's it's been the perfect laying on the couch, recovering from COVID uh, binge watch. And I've only got, yeah, six seasons and two movies and it keeps on trucking. <laughs> well, at least you got a little bit more time to catch up on it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's the one good side. Of, no, there's no good sides to this. But this week's obsession is definitely a film that will remind you of those days laying sick on the couch, catching up on your favorite cartoons. It's Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Let's read the IMDb description. It's 30 years after this popular television show ended. Chipmunks Chip and Dale live very different lives. When a cast member from the original series mysteriously disappears, the pair must reunite to save their friend. It stars comedians Andy Samberg and John Mulaney playing the titular Chip and Dale. The film's directed by Akiva Schaefer, who you may know from The Lonely Island, which Andy Samberg was also a part of. They made many of your favorite digital SNL shorts back in the day. They've also made a few movies together like Pop Star Never Stop Stopping and Hot Rod. What'd you think of this movie, Gina? You know what? I loved it. I I I love 80s and 90s cartoons and not only did this sort of sort of hit that sweet spot of oh yeah this feels like a, a, a you know I, I recognize this cartoon but it had it brought in so many other cartoons either in cameo parts as like little easter eggs stuff in the background so it was a real it was a real you know how much I love my easter eggs from our from our yes, Marvel discussion right. last week and this really hit the sweet easter egg spot for me but it was it was in, in in cartoon form, cartoon Easter eggs, which are even cooler. Yeah, right. And I think, you know, why are we here now talking about, for one, another multiverse movie, but another Easter egg movie? Of course, those are things that we love. But it seems maybe weird that two, you know, grown adults are this excited about what is seemingly a kid's movie. It's not entirely a kid's movie. It definitely is nostalgic for, you know, kids who lived through this era and loved the cartoons when they were kids. And kids will still find a lot of the jokes funny. It's very broad. It's very silly. It's a lot of Andy Samberg doing, you know, kind of his dumb character that we love so much. But at the same time, it that comedy is pitched at people who grew up with it and now who have lived through this era of all these reboots, all these shows that have come back and they've tried to redo something with them, trying to get into what it means to reboot all of these classic things from our childhood and then also mash them all up together into one gigantic shared universe where Disney characters are hanging out with Looney Tunes and with South Park characters and Nickelodeon characters. Everybody exists in this one giant mass universe uh, kind of like Roger Rabbit, a classic Disney movie or Disney uh, combination, you know, where they allowed this to happen before. But also after years of doing Roger Rabbit style movies, trying to look at that and figure out what does that mean? What are we doing to our brains by putting all of these characters in one space? And does it make it, like we talked about with Doctor Strange, less special now that, you know, they don't get their own movies. They're just one big mash. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that this this is, it's, it's, an, it's a movie aimed at adults that kids will also enjoy, like you said. Uh, and I think that there is something for, if you have ever watched an animated show, there is yeah. something for you. Just watch the background carefully. You know, there's there's Beavis and Butthead are in there. And there are some deep vote cuts, Vote for too. Senator Butthead. Yeah, vote for <laughs> Senator Butthead. Uh, he's really come up in the world uh, recently, yeah. I guess. Uh, and there's some deep cuts, too. There's, there's MC Scat Cat. 
is, is oh, the so, DJ yes. at some point. Him and Paul Abdul yeah. from their Opposites Attract music yeah. video yeah. somehow exist in this world. Live action Paul Abdul, we yeah. should say. Yeah, live action Paul yeah. Abdul, animated MC Scat Cat. Uh, it's, it's nice that those two remained friends after their whirlwinds <laughs> romance, I guess. And are still making beautiful music together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, so this is why a lot of this is coming into this world is that it was made by or written by Dan Greger and Doug Mand, who were Upright Citizens Brigade's comedians, uh, trained me and Gina's alma mater, mm-hmm. uh, where we took a lot of classes back in the day. They also wrote on How I Met Your Mother and created Pretty Smart on Netflix. But it's, I think those kinds of comedic sensibilities, they really sketched this out. They saw this as like this Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of update that also takes into all these ideas of like, you know, multiverse movies that we've been doing lately and how to really like think of now that characters aren't just characters anymore. They're also intellectual property, you know, and they're always in some sort of war over whose studio owns what and what movie they can be in, you know, and who they can team up with and who they can't. This movie kind of breaks all those rules uh, with that comedic sensibility of like, sketch comedy writing, really, of like, look, it's all them, and they're all together, and they're all doing something you wouldn't expect. Yeah, absolutely, and there are, there are, you know, the movie is really, it's well-written, and there are a series of sort of running bits or sketches throughout that that really had, had me laughing. There was a bit in there about Ugly Sonic, who, you know, oh, is the Sonic gosh, with, yeah. with, the, with teeth that the internet was so vehemently against, uh, but that really that that whole running gag about Ugly Sonic had me really laughing. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's like its own sketch kind of plunked in Absolutely. the middle of this. And voicing Ugly Sonic is Tim Robinson, the comedian from Saturday Night Live, of course. But more recently, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix, one of our favorite sketch comedy shows ever. But that sensibility of sketch comedy is is in this DNA. And then even more so is the Andy Samberg, Akiva Schaefer, and Norma Tacone sketch comedy group, The Lonely Island, who were also from Saturday Night Live, where they broke out with digital shorts like Lazy Sunday and I'm on a Boat. And since Akiva Schaefer directed this, Andy Samberg plays Dale, and Yorma Tacone pops up in a couple cameo roles. Obviously, this is their, their comedic sensibility, the like, so dumb it comes back around to being smart, but it's also kind of charming too, even though it's so dumb. Yeah. Like Andy Samberg character. Yeah, that absolutely. runs throughout all of this and works so well in it. Yeah. So if that if that's your thing, if you're a if you're like a Lonely Island SNL sketch fan, then you will absolutely love this version yeah. of Rescue Rangers. And if you aren't and you haven't checked out Hot Rod or Pop Star Never Stop Stopping, uh, and you do like this movie, it's again similar sensibilities and so so fun. Both of those, all all Andy Samberg vehicles with Yorma and Akiva working on it or popping up in small roles um, and just really funny, weird stuff and, and charming, too. I think that's the other thing that they can hit. And so they don't lose that and why this is so likable and why it's so fun throughout is that, you know, Andy Samberg kind of driving that and being that goofy center as Dale, um, which is also very similar to another thing he's in, which is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which this movie kind of becomes its own episode. It's very much a procedural watching the classic Disney chipmunks as they go through this crime of their missing, their missing friend, Monterey Jack, played by Eric Bana of all yeah, people. Yeah, who I did not I did not realize until the end of the movie that this was Eric Bana. And when I saw his I mean, anytime his name pops up, I'm delighted. I was just telling Alex the other night that sometimes to help me sleep, I listen to the Headspace app. 
And the other night, I would, you know, they have these sleep sleep cast things that are like, oh, you're walking through a delightful antique store now. You're, and it just sort of helps you relax and get to bed. And the other the other night, I saw a new one popped up there, and it was Desert Landscape, narrated by Eric Bana. So I listened to Eric Bana's soothing voice to help me get to sleep, and then I watched this movie where he plays Monterey Jack. Uh, Also a very soothing character. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. no, not not whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, they're calling back to these Disney classic characters from the Disney Saturday afternoon cast. Like, you know, this was was definitely a kid's cartoon, but then obviously putting adult comedians and people who are much more of that, like, alt- Alt comedy style, or at least were for a while, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, who plays the other character, Chip, uh, of the Chippendale duo. But bringing that kind of vibe, that style of humor to it, and then, like you were saying, hiding all those Easter eggs and funny kind of almost Bojack's Horseman style puns littering the background, but taking in the real intellectual property, the real characters that, you know, were once so tightly held by either Disney or Warner Brothers or whichever studio and getting to come up with some really ridiculous stuff like E.T. versus Batman, a trailer for a movie within this world, which I don't know. I'd probably watch that, I would right? totally watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so curious how they got how they got all the rights to do what they did with all of these characters because, I mean, there are, there are Disney-owned characters. There are non-Disney-owned characters. Yeah. You know, Disney itself, they're, they're, I wrote on a season of a Disney show and, and they, they tightly control all of, their, all of their media. So just the fact that they got that those permissions to show all these Disney characters, you know, there's, there's Peter Pan, there's Disney princesses, there's real OG Disney characters. But then, like we said, Beavis and Butthead, MC Scat, not at all owned by Disney or any Disney property. Randy Marsh from South Park as well makes a appearance in the sauna, which, you know, again, this is not necessarily just a kid's movie, but I will, it will say Mickey Mouse is not a part of the game. Like he is, he is too sacred and nor is Bugs Bunny of the Looney Tune cast. Yeah. He is, I think, saved for their Warner Brothers properties like Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, where they, you know, he might be too sacred for the comedy yeah. of, uh, of Andy Samberg yeah. or the or Lonely maybe, Island Yeah, maybe guys. they were too busy. Maybe Mickey Mouse is too oh, busy sure. to appear in this. I hear he's very in demand. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, I will say also that, you know, sometimes with these these nods back that are a little bit tongue-in-cheek, a little bit ironic, they, the, the tone can be a little bit off. But in this movie, yeah. it's so clear that they're coming at it from a place of love, that these writers clearly loved the the Disney Saturday afternoon lineup. And ju- yeah. just the fact, like, one of the most delightful things about this, because I think also if you're an animation fan, there's a ton in this movie for you, too. There's a ton of animation fan Easter eggs. They got the original voice of Gadget to come back, Tress McNeil. She's a super famous voiceover oh, yeah. artist. She's been in everything. 
Uh, she plays Mrs. Skinner, Skinner's mom on The Simpsons for years. She was Dot Warner in Animaniacs. She's on Futurama. She's Daisy Duck in Mickey Mouse Funhouse. Uh, yeah, so as soon as she speaks, you know it's her. You recognize the voice. Right. That was very delightful to me. Yeah, and they did fun ways of, and you know, that we were playing off of in the beginning here, of taking in that the original Chippendale had the high-pitched chipmunk voices, like you will recognize, like you'll remember, uh, and they play those into the story of it as like those were characters that Chippendale, the real you know, chipmunks who live in the real world are playing within the cartoon that is they make on the show because it's this weird, you know, world of Roger Rabbit as well where somehow, you know, tunes and humans coexist and when you make a cartoon, it's directed like a feature film where there's, you know, a live action person sitting there and within that world, it's Akiva Schaefer, the director of the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie directing the show starring cartoons, which I don't know, somewhere in there my, my brain melts. I, I can't keep up with. I mean, you know, the Simpsons have done this many times where the Simpsons are not just a cartoon. They're also a real family playing a family within the show. You know, this is a weird multiversal, like, trick that they've been making in a lot of movies where these things kind of, like, become real. But, you know, still, like you said, keeping in the tone, hearkening back to the right kind of people who were involved, bringing in somebody like Tress McNeil, but then also finding ways to play off of that and change it up where Corey Burton, who's another one of those classic voices, comes back to do Zipper, the, the you know, fly character who's a part of the Rescue Rangers, in the high-pitched voice. And then when it switches over to him, his actual speaking voice, it's Dennis Haysbert doing his deepest, most, you know, beautiful speaking voice as this silly fly character, having their cake and eating it too, hearkening back to the classics while, you know, spinning them on their head for a joke as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that was another running gag that I absolutely loved. Anytime Dennis Haysbert Bird's voice was coming out of this tiny fly uh, uh, character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's good. I you can tell from the beginning. This movie opens up with a self-reflexive joke about Thomas Chippendale, the actual namesake for the Chipmunks, and then it spins that into a joke about the Beefcake Chippendale dancers. And then it goes into a Tenacious D song about friendship. Like, clearly they're trying to hit all forms of the comedy. They they are very aware that they're making a movie starring a bunch of, you know, intellectual property, that they're trying to hit those nostalgia vibes, but also make fun of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All of those things that you just listed pulled me into the movie really, really quickly. I knew I was going to like it. Along with one of, one of the first jokes is there's a teacher sort of ushering kids into school and one of the cartoon characters is not wearing pants and the teacher says, you're not Donald Duck, put some pants on. And, you know, I, I think Alex and I were on a sketch team and we did a whole sketch called Porky Pig in it about, about, you know, the fact that some cartoon characters wear pants and some, and, and others don't and what the rules are. So I, I thought I got a real kick out of this. I, I figured you would as well, Alex. Yes, I did. I almost brought that up, but I wasn't sure how to work it in. I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's it's, there's so many tossed off jokes like that that are really funny and trying to investigate kind of this, you know, ridiculous world that we've created now and unleashed. It's a Pandora's box of like now all movies exist within other movies. You know, as we talked about Doctor Strange, 
everything can cross over. Anything is now like, you know, fair game. This movie takes it to the furthest degree by, you know, taking every studio's property and mashing it in, but then having fun with it and investigating it and finding a way to make fun of it with like, there was a background sign of Lego Meserab that I just think is so stupid and so funny. And again, like it's, it's so dumb. It comes back around to smart again. And then it's also kind of charming because it's Andy Samberg. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. I I would love to see the process of sort of pitching these these jokes in the background yeah. like you said like in Bojack anytime this is absolutely one of those movies that you will want to rewatch because there's probably so many things that I missed on first viewing in, yeah. in the background and there are whole scenes where there's just a, an outpouring of different cartoon characters and I was trying valiantly to to catch as much as I could but I'm sure there's a ton that I also missed and and uh, and like you said a ton of gags in the background that I'm sure I, yeah. I would catch on second viewing. Near the end, they just flew by Bubba Gump, the restaurant, the movie. I think it was a poster or something on the wall. And I was like, well, I mean, now I got to know more about that yeah. because that's great. That's hilarious. And they definitely don't own Forrest Gump or any of the rights to be able to make that joke. But, you know, I'm sure there were so many more that I missed. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like the, I, I hope that they just sort of put everything in there and said, if we get sued, we get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, maybe they could, you know, do parody laws or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's definitely not the, the you know, concerted effort of all these characters coming together. <laughs> and I wonder who comes back around and goes like, wait, what? Yeah. That's not supposed to be in there. Yeah. But uh, it's it's so funny. Um, and, you know, as we were naming throughout here, it's, it's very much in the same kind of comedic styling of pop star, never stop stopping and hot rod, the lonely Island crew, all those digital shorts from SNL that are so funny. Um, check those out, check out. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix, very similar style comedy. You also recognize him as ugly Sonic. Uh, one of the greatest characters to <laughs> come back after a absence, you know, we, we all thought he was done after he was taken out of that initial Sonic trailer, <laughs> yeah. but thank God he's back for more. Um, and it's also very much, I think, in the style of like a long Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode, since it does become somewhat of a crime crime thriller, a film noir, uh, as they investigate their missing friend. Uh, we won't ruin where it goes from there. But if you do love this movie, check out, we had a Burning Questions interview with Andy Samberg and Akiva Schaefer, the director of this film, uh, and the director of the the. Rescue Rangers cartoon within the movie. Uh, They're hilarious and they're talking about, you know, everything that went into making this. Um, And I think you should also check out Gina on Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is a celebration of 80s and 90s cartoons. Yeah, absolutely. I'm an adult who who co-hosts a a podcast about 80s and 90s cartoons. Uh, uh, Yeah, and we've we've covered, we've done Rescue Rangers, we've done yeah, any, any cartoon that you remember from your youth we have done at least an episode of. So, yeah. yeah. Or don't remember until you start watching on YouTube and go, oh my God, like, where did this come from? Yeah, which I think is. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of a lot of weird cartoon characters from the 80s and 90s that you probably forgot. And I would bet that they're in the background of Rescue Rangers somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they really crammed them all in there. So if you check this movie out or you catch a bunch of Easter eggs that we missed or characters that we couldn't identify, Tweeted us using the hashtag IMDb is obsessed, or you can email us at obsessedpodcast at imdb.com. And again, if you like what you're hearing, go drop us a rating or review. It helps us out so we can keep helping you out with recommendations and deep dives into the best stuff to watch every week. And if you don't, 
Like I promised, I'm going to chipmunk Gina's voice. No! <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Gina. We'll see you next week. find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader